Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night. Time for your favorite show with the best Bama content on YouTube and pretty much everywhere. This is the Bama Standard. I'm your host, Justin Riley. Go ahead. This hit that like button. This hit that subscribe button. Chat, this get things rowdy. Yeah, you already are. I don't even have to tell you about that because we have a reason to be fired up tonight. With me, as always, is an all-star crew brought to you by Workspace Solutions. They are the fine folks to keep us in business. If your company needs a full-fledged marketing team or a digital presence, they are the guys to reach out to this, the one, the only, the undefeated, undisputed king of comedy and star of the show, Steve Brown. What's up, man? Glad to be here, man. Glad we got our great guest. Got a lot to talk about. Let's get it. Let's get it. Two-time <laughs> national champion, two-time USFL champion, and the <clears throat> baddest dude to ever tote that rock, the Bo Scarborough. You're my pity of life for you, Reggie. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you don't And the senior analyst of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and international sex symbol, Stephen M. Smith. <laughs> Fellas, what's going on? Uh, I'm good, man. We good, man. Steve, Steve Brown got me tripping, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and those yeah. replica glasses are now available on our gift shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they came like this. They came they like did. this. <laughs> so no matter how you move them, they're still crooked. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, uh, uh, we don't take oh, losing – like most folks do, because we just don't do that here. And we also don't put up with a lot of nonsense that we're seeing. But we got some dudes tonight. They're going to help us get some of this anger out. And the only one who can bring them in the right way is Stephen and Smith. Stephen, if you would, bring these guys in as only you can. I mean, these two are family for real because I covered both of them. I mean, we're we going to start with the one above Steve Brown. We talk about a fast Physical four three cornerback speed. I saw this dude get a pick six against Auburn and <laughs> in, in one of the in the 2011 iron ball. Like, this dude was a speed and butt. You can't stop a speed and butt. Let that man just go. We'll hit you. We'll make play after play. National champion. DQ. I'ma take your top off your face. Menzi <laughs> is in the building. So that's DQ right now. Lockdown corner, man. Lockdown. And, 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 and then, though, but then, though, we got the Hulk, though. We got the Hulk of these linebackers, though. The Hulk of these middle linebackers, though. We got, we got this dude that, man, when I tell you, he had A'shaun, Jaron Reed jumping out and all the boys ready? 
like all them boys ready. Like all them boys ready. Like Madison produced something for real when this cat came out here. We got the national champion, the two-time national champion, Reggie. Don't come near me or you're going to get murked. Raglan is in here. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, don't I like forget it. about. I like hey, 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 like, hey, like I tell you, man, don't forget about Super Bowl champ, man. Come on. That's right, Super Bowl oh, champ. Yeah. He's Football got that champion. rock. Right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but he's a little hey. bit late. But hey. the 1999 All SEC linebacker, when Ric Flair said to be the man, woo, you got to beat the man. He is that man, Marvin Constant. Welcome in, hey. sir. Hey. Damn, hey. he showed up. Hey, hey, man, your, hey, your shirts get tighter every time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mad because I'm 44. And I'm Look at still <laughs> holding, baby. What's up? Hey, man. Hey, so Reg. So Reg, I see. Are you eating Cheez-Its? I was. So that means you sponsored by the girl that was that had that was uh that saw the baby on the side of the road in, in Birmingham, aren't you? That's your sponsor. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm from Huntsville. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, that made Alabama look bad, but I'm gonna tell you something, but when those people came through with them folding chairs, made it look good again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got Justin on here. Right. Hey, wait, hey, man, hey! Believe it or not, Justin, Justin be hitting us with folding chairs and keep us in line, so we good. Damn we good. right, <laughs> I run this shit. Hey, listen, I want to, I want to mention something real quick, audience. We talk about dedication, and we talk about the Bama standard. DQ, the Quan Menzies up there, is a man who embodies that. Let me tell you why. Of course, we know what he did on the field. But this man literally just came out of the delivery room. His wife has delivered their fifth child. And right now he's coming to you live from the hospital parking lot to be with us. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Daquan. Hey, congratulations, man. You a strong guy, but your pullout game ain't nothing. Your pullout game is awful. <laughs> so, sound like you trying to catch up with Sean Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> I think I yeah, hey. so, man. <laughs> hey, my pullout game was terrible at one time, but I was I had a spade game for the possible, so I still gotta check that out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how your pullout game was terrible dealing with midgets. That should have been easy. Well, guys, it's this time to get right into it. And the first thing we're gonna talk about is probably the most popular topic, and that's Jalen Milrow. As we expected, the firing squad has already assumed position. The firing squad was already assembled back in January because majority of our fan base didn't want to hear any kind of part of him improving and possibly taking that QB1 job. Well, he did well in game one. And game two, we kind of felt like he may run into some adversity. And true to form, the fans lived up to what they made us believe. They were out to get him, and they have seemingly written him off again. And... A lot of them are blaming 99% of why we lost on him. And we're going to get to that and explain to you why you are completely wrong. I'll start us out, guys, and then we'll move to Daquan, Steven, Reggie, Steve, Bo, and Marvin. We'll give the, the final say-so to wrap this up. You know, I'm looking at how Jalen started the game, guys. He came out there with poise, came out there with confidence. 
he was playing his game. He had a little bit of a swagger, a little bit of a arrogance to him, if you will, and in a good kind of way. And for some reason, Tommy Reese decided, you know what? We don't need any of that. We're going to put him back in the pocket and try to make him be Bryce Young again. Don't know if Bill O'Brien snuck into the booth, but nonetheless, that's what happened. And then things begin to unravel, and we get Jalen Milrow in quicksand. And to be honest with you, going into the game, I thought he might get into a quicksand type of situation. So I was curious to see if he could pull himself out. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to. He never could quite get comfortable again because he wasn't playing his game. And the harder he fought, things got worse and worse and worse. And the deeper he sunk, he wasn't comfortable. He couldn't move. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't see the open receivers. And, yes, the wide receivers were not the problem, like a lot of people speculated. So, guys, before I hand it over to Daquan, my ultimate question is, not making excuses for him, why is he not running bootlegs? Why is he not on the perimeter? Why no RPOs, short, quick passes? You know, similar to what Philly's doing with Jalen Hurts, help me to understand why we're trying to make him be Peyton Manning when clearly that's not his game. DQ, take over for me. Man, I think it's the game plan, man. Um, they're not setting him up for, you know, success. Um, I think it's kind of hard to uh, grade him up to this point um, because you have no line protection. I mean, every time he hides the ball, there's somebody in his face. You feel what I'm saying? So um, I think the offensive line has to do a better job of protecting the man and giving him the time to throw the ball. Um, when he's in the pocket, from what I see, he's he's mostly accurate. He can deliver the ball where he needs to deliver the ball. Um, but if it, it's a if he hikes the ball all the time, man, and he simply always has no time to stand back there and um, just look at the routes and look at his progressions, he has no time, bro. So I'm over to Steven, man. My my thought on this is is and I agree with DQ, especially the offensive line, primarily at the center position, Seth McLaughlin. When you have a low snaps. The quarterback's eyes are not even downfield anymore. It's toward the ground trying to pick the ball up. And now when you put your eyes back down the field, you don't, I mean, you have to go through your reads once again. And plus, if the receiver's not creating a type of separation, what are you going to do? The ball is on the ground. You got to pick it up. Now you're trying to process, where do I go to with this ball? The play is already broken from the get-go. And so we saw the same offensive line that the whole summer – what were they saying? We're going to be mean. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to be this. We're going to be that. And we get to Texas. And we get to Texas. And now you hear, oh, we didn't have the energy. Oh, mm. we didn't prepare the right way. Oh, we didn't practice. Well, my God, if Texas ain't going to get you set to we're going to get you set to go there. So our offensive line right there, that's got to be fixed there. And somebody please – Put Terrence Ferguson at left guard. Please put T. Ferg, number 69, at left guard, and let's call it a day. Reggie, I know you got something to say. Man, <clears throat> DQ and uh, Stephen has said it all, but, man, the way I see it, 
because like I love the kids, Jalen, man. Because me and Jalen been talking all summer. Um, because I've been rehabbing in Birmingham with uh, with my shoulder, and like I talk, I've been talk, I talked to Jalen a couple times, man, and he understands the standard that that's that's what's been going on, but previous before him, right? So, but everybody got to do their part, man. Like they want to sit here and say it's him making the throws and that whatnot. Like the receivers not getting open, and the offensive line not blocking, man. So that means everybody's not doing their part. Like they like this is a team, man. Somebody gotta. I know I ask y'all this every time. Can I cuss? Yep. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Your thing. Your thing. Somebody. Somebody gotta drop their nuts. And fucking be the bad guy on the team. Mm. And what I mean by that is somebody has to be the guy that don't mind speaking their mind to their teammates, but also respecting them at the same time to get them to understand, hey, bro, you got to come the fuck on. I need you to do your job. And that shit is not built within the middle of the season. That shit is built from the time from one team is running all the way from what we call it OTA, but you know, before you know, spring and all that stuff, man. That's when all that shit is built. And you can tell that nobody is out there just leading, man, making sure guys are doing the right things. Like it's like if you yell at a person now, they, they get offensive, they get sensitive, instead of just understanding, bro, like, I'm your brother. I wanna see you do good. I wanna see this team do good. Like DQ, for instance. When Rolando spoke, y'all understand what, what he what, what he was saying, what he was trying to get across to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I was playing, it was C.J. Mosley. Like I understood what he was saying. I understood what Damian Square was saying. Like, yeah, they might be yelling at us, but they want to see this team be a certain way, and this team has been a certain way. So, like, don't get offensive and get all sensitive on us when you can't say something. Like, like boy, I tell you, I'm a soft spoken guy. So like I wasn't really a big yeller, but like I knew I knew what to say to you to get you to going. So like that's what leaders do. They understand their personnel. You ain't always gotta be the big rah rah guy because they mostly ain't say a damn thing. Steve? I know you got a lot of things to say, man. And he should go last if you got a lot of things. No, I I've been waiting no, no, to hear no, Steve. Cause, cause, no, because I'm I'm gonna do my time and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in and out. Uh like like we need to be. Listen, first off, uh with this mirror thing, uh, it's easy to blame the quarterback. But what's what's crazy about the mirror thing is he was blamed even before the season started. They never wanted him, and they just showing what it is. Uh, from from the game I watched, which everybody watched, um, I don't care who you put back there. You've been hollering Ty Simpson, you've been hollering Tyler Buckley, you've been hollering, uh, hollering Jesus. They couldn't do it because we didn't have an offensive line play to do what needed to be done. You got I I I, I want to um go back on what what DQ said and Stephen. He you got to uh, prepare him for the for his strongest assets as a quarterback. He is a dual threat quarterback, and every every team that I watch, college and pro, who have a dual threat quarterback, they're running RPOs. They're getting them out to the, to the perimeter. They're doing all that. You can't make him a drop-back passer if he's not a drop-back passer. But if you're going to make him a drop-back passer, 
Make sure you have the line to protect him and hold the pocket so he can make his proper reads. Everybody's get rid of Miro, get rid of Miro, but they're not seeing back there. But you get your ass back there and, and back there with that weak Bama line, and you'll see exactly what everybody's talking about. People who play football and study the game knows exactly what this kid is going through. So there it is. And let me remind everybody who is – begging for Ty Simpson, the, the appointed savior. If he and Ty Buckner were definitively better than Jalen Milrow, they would be on the field. We wouldn't be having this debate mm-hmm. or this conversation. So, folks, y'all need to calm down. There's a reason we're not seeing them yet. They're not ready. So, Milrow's out there. So, let's support him, and let's see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Bo. Bo ran out of minutes. Go to Marvin. Marvin. <laughs> Epic fail all the way around. How is it on a roster full of four and five stars that the kicker and the punter have the most solid damn game? Mm. That is a problem. I just don't understand for them to put out this this photo at the beginning of the season, this huge offensive line, they're this, they're that, they're off, five sacks, nine TFLs. All that picture showed me is that they go mess up buffets. That meant nothing to me. And when you start talking about the defense, we never even touched their damn quarterback. Deontay Lawson, he made me want to go to IHOP and buy a full stack of pancakes because I'd never be able to understand how he got his ass pancake like that. Closest I ever come to is eating at IHOP. That was piss poor all the way around. It didn't make these excuses. We're not the same as the older guys. We can't help. We was raised by real damn parents who held us accountable. This whole, well, you got to be nice to them. That's why we are where we are. And until Bo comes back, Marvin, let's go ahead and lead off on the on the defensive side of the ball. Zero pressures, zero sacks. And I honestly believe that Quinn Ewers' jersey left wider than when it started. How long have I been telling y'all? Nobody. I don't care if we had Prime himself back there can cover all damn day. You don't even touch the damn quarterback. So, I mean, you might as well at this point go ahead and get you some popcorn and a hot dog and buy your ticket and just go sit down and then watch it. That's the best you're going to do. And, again, when I seen Deontay Lawson get pancake like that, there's no pride. There's no effort. It has to be personal. It has to mean something to you. If it means nothing to you, then, yeah, you're going to make weak excuses about we're not that generation. Man up. Just man up. That was pathetic, man. You don't get your ass whooped like that at home. No pride. Here's the thing, guys. Quinn Ewers' jersey looked like he was going to a wedding. That's how clean that thing was. And might I add, add, before people in the comments start saying all this, uh, this is another different generation, this and that, you're you're looking at the Bama standard. Look on this screen. Look at this screen. You see three dogs calling y'all out. These ain't just some players that rode the bench and got free meals like me. These some dogs. <laughs> These some dogs. I'll right. never understand I, it. I started, I started off riding that pine. And then I worked my ass off to, to become that because Well, Reg, I stayed on it. No, you know, get me wrong. So listen, to me. I, I just want to say this. Hey, I know you said 30 seconds, but give me a minute. Okay, go off, sir. Speak loud too, so people in the back can hear you. The type of the type of guys I play with. If that was me who got dumped like that, I'm about to catch hell from from the D line, 
I'm about to catch hell from everybody in the linebacker room. I'm about to catch hell from the DBs, especially them dudes up front. They finna get on my ass. But first, though, before they get on my ass, you know what? If I got dumped like that, oh, they gonna do some pushing until I get my ass up off that ground until I get up in his face, man. Because, like, I understand where people are coming from. You might get a penalty. You might get that. No. And then you're going to tag me in the comments after that picture, after that video. You tagged me and said, what what, what was I supposed to do? Tell you and get a penalty? No. You're supposed to not get your ass handed to you. Man up. Hot hand. <laughs> like, we all done been there. Like, offensive linemen. But I would have stuck my damn cleats in the ground. And I would and apply a force back to him to keep him from pushing me. Oh, but you, I know you see me trip over him, but if you to put your damn cleats in the ground and try to put some force back, you, you, you wouldn't have failed like that, brother. Reggie. And then, and, oh, no, 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 I, I got you. I, I won't. And then you, got other cats, then you got other cats on that played at Bama talking about, we just, like some people just come in to get engagement. Ain't nobody talking to get no engagement from other people. We seen what it's supposed to look like. We didn't done what it's supposed to look like. Like, ain't nobody trying to talk. Down. Ain't nobody said nothing bad about them. We're talking about the standard of what guys like DQ started. Guys like Rolando started. Like Dante Hightower started. Like Anthony Steen and all them boys started. Mm -hmm. Like we was the ones used to beat up the bullies. Hey, man, you said y'all seen what it's supposed to look like. That's a lie. You showed us what it's supposed to look like. No, you showed I seen it. what it looked like. I seen and what you it showed. Like because, because when my ass wasn't playing, I wasn't, I wasn't playing like the standard when I first got to Bama. Like, at one point in time, I, my teammates talked about me. Bad. Bad. Like, I went, man, like, I would stutter calls and everything. And, man, look, the type of cats that I played with, them dudes couldn't last because they talked about me in front of everybody. And you know what? And you know what? I had to drop my nuts and get it together because I got tired of these dudes talking about it. At one point, they talked about me so bad. I thought my teammates hated me, man. <laughs> hey, Reggie, you know what, though? This is so when they say they're not, they're not us, they're not the former players. This is all I could think about. That this is what really infuriated me. When I got to Alabama, they had just won a championship in 92, went on probation in 96. 97 was the first full recruiting class, then my class, and then the next class. So 99, we only had three full recruiting classes at that point. So we were still shorthanded, but we still kicked ass, did our job, and won the SEC championship shorthanded. Real quick, before anybody else goes, now I'll turn it back over to you guys. Uh, got some super chats to get to. Poke Casino, $5. Hook them all day, every day. Facts are we had a better offense, defense. We were ranked 11th now. Go out there and punch everyone in the mouth. Quentin, stop making excuses. Texas was just better. And, hey, I'll give props to Texas. They came in. They understood the assignment. They took it seriously. They got hit in the mouth last year, and they've been thinking about it all year and prepared day in, day out, not only physically but mentally. And then you got the best offensive mind in the game, Steve Sarkeesian, calling the plays. And let's be honest. We got out really he didn't exactly dive deep into his playbook because he didn't really have to because he saw he one of the that. biggest glaring things that happened since last year, and Pete Golden's been there, no effing adjustments. Can I t get somebody to talk about how Jatavian Sanders was just waiting on balls wide open with nobody in the immediate vicinity? DQ takeoff. Hey, hold on one second, though. Reggie, I want your input on this. 
Why would we run it all that damn cover two when we don't cover have two. middle linebackers to get their ass back? If you run a cover two, you better have a seasoned vet playing middle linebacker who know what he better get his ass back to. The common common sense as if you're that middle run through player, you gotta be what, Marvin? Fast as hell, and you better no, be ready. No, 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 no. You gotta be deepest to deepest. Oh hell yeah. And cover two because them safeties they 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 on the hashes to the sideline. There's nothing, and we stayed in that damn defense. Hey and Marvin, you better, you better have a dog at middle linebacker if you're gonna run that damn defense. Hey Marvin, the majority of the game he ran a cover two and would not adjust to get out of it. A cover two. Well, and I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I like the key Lawson, man. I'm not gonna lie. I, I like the key oh, a lot. Me too. Me too, I, 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 I like him, and I don't, I don't want him to think I don't like him or anything. Like I like the way he plays, but just that one instant dog had a bad taste in my mouth because the guys I played with would never allow no shit like that to happen. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get, I don't want to get no flag, but man, you don't let no grown ass man on the field, grown ass kid on the field, make you look like a little girl out there like that, dog. A flag. And your teammates, was your teammates have stood around and watched it happen? No. Hell no! Okay. Hell no! I wouldn't have stood around because I at least would have gotten his face. Like they, they, they think we saying go out there and just throw a punch in his face, get your ass ejected. Ain't nobody saying that. Ain't nobody ever said get over there and, and put and put him in the figure four and got them choke him out. Ain't nobody saying that. Referees not gonna throw no flag. You get in another man's face and push him a couple of times unless he wanna be dramatic and fall. Hey, the Reggie. referee sees him being hey, hey. extra and dramatic. Hey, but you know hey, something, got- man. The thing is, you know something else. No, well, uh, one thing is, I would say that you said that you like to do. But if you had a scene that with any of your players, your the players you played with, you you would have gotten his face or gotten his ass so bad, you wouldn't care to be like you at that at that moment or thought of him liking you because you would have tried to get him together. And see, the, uh, that shows that my dog out, but I'm still right. gonna talk about you again, yeah. Right, you like you, you like mm-hmm. my dog will talk about me. He better learn how to hat in hand. If he don't learn how to hat in hand, he's going to have a long season. Because if you can't take Man. on that guard and that tackle, hat in hand, shuck that and get off, it's going to be a long season for you, brother. It's going to run dead at you. Hey, real quick, we got a, a, a super chat or two to get to. JR2, nice, four ninety nine, And then just above him, Tim Lovett, $1.99. I'm on Roach. Honestly, we have no DT slash DNs. We hadn't heard from you, DQ. Speak on what we just talked about, especially not making adjustments. As you, as a DB, I know that angers you. And I think uh, it's all about communication pre-snap. Um, if, if you're not communicating, man, you're not getting back to the line, it's, it's going to be hell to pay, bro. Um, and, it's, and like you said, the coach is not making adjustments, bro. I won't make an adjustment either if I'm on offense. If I'm shark, I'm not making an adjustment, man. If it ain't broke, I mean, why? I'm not going to fix it, bro. You feel what I'm saying? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep running the same play until you make me get out of that play. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. And they Texas did what they were supposed to do, bro. And I'm, I'm going to give them their flowers, man. They came in there, Brian Denny Stadium, man, you know, a packed house. They did what they were supposed to do. But at the same time, I think we beat ourselves, bro. Penalties. As always. No mm. effort, bro. We have the athletes, man. Hey, we have them. Go ahead, Marvin. Daquan, I want to ask you and Reggie a question. Bo, y'all, y'all been there, y'all seen. So y'all know how when you're growing up, 
your mom and your dad, they stay on your ass, they mean to you, they ride you out. And the moment you have kids, as they've gotten a little bit older, they're nice as hell to well, them. They're grandparents at that point. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's time for Nick to go, but what I am saying is I think maybe that 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 um, that fire and that ambition in him that used to make him ride players the way he used to to get the best out of them is slightly diminishing. I know he said he has to adjust due to the nature of, of the game and how these athletes are different. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're missing something somewhere. I agree. Steve and Smith, I'm going to let you lead this next topic, and then we'll all follow suit. We've already talked about a little bit. Penalties. You know, people like to blame Jalen Milrow for 10 points being on the board for Texas that ultimately won the game, right? Well, as I recall, two of the 10 penalties we had for 100 yards, right, uh, caused two touchdowns to be wiped off the board. That's the difference in the game right there. Did Milrow make mistakes that ultimately led to points? Yes, he did. But it's not just him. It's penalties again. Stephen M. Smith, lead us off what you saw there and why is there still a disconnect when it comes to that kind of discipline? I'll say this. Uh, some of those penalties were also pre-snap on the offensive line, going back to that. Uh, that, group, that group has got to get better. That group's got to get better. Now, I know people want to look at Terry on Arnold for his penalty, but if he didn't hold the guy, that was going to be a touchdown. So you, you kind of, I guess, have a little leeway with that that you don't want penalties, period. But a lot of those pre snap, a lot of those penalties were pre snap offensive line calls. There were false starts on JC Latham, false starts on Caton Proctor, Seth McLaughlin, false starts, and Sneal snapped the ball poorly. So a, a lot of that was on the old line, and that's Eric Wolford's group. That's Coach mm. Wolf's group. So that group right there that did all of the talking in the summer, now on national TV, your butt got exposed by Bo Davis, who should still be in Tuscaloosa. I you love know, that, man. I you, love got, you got handed to you by Bo Davis, which all he did was, was send three guys at you. Bo Davis didn't blitz not one time. He sent a three-man front, and a three-man front got after Jalen Milrow all night long. So what does that tell you? The offensive line that did all that talking actually to take place, like now. Steve Brown, can you follow up with that, please, sir? I will just say, man, this. At the end of the day, we got outplayed and severely outcoached. And uh, the effort, the effort, the Bama standard was not the Bama standard that night. It was not. And uh, and that, that that goes with the attitude. That goes with the penalties, the focus. I've never seen Bama play like that before. So it, it, it's going back to the players. It's going back to the players. They're sensitive. They don't want to be told what to do. They're all about social media, and that's it. They're not dialed in. And the thing is, with last, they are <clears throat> bragging. And, and and gloating about being on Alabama's football team, but they don't really know the meaning of wearing that jersey. They don't know about the Bama standard for real. They're just happy to get that jersey, but you're not living up to the standard. That is the whole situation. And that is from the players and some of the coaches coming in here. Man, because we're getting kids from all over the world now. You got to understand something. I grew up selling Cokes in Bryant Denny. I used to walk to go sell Cokes and programs in Bryant Denny. So and cocaine. Really? (laughs) But so I knew what it was growing up. And the guys who I played with, most of them were from Alabama or they, you know, or they were very well versed in Alabama. 
a lot of these kids, first time they hear Alabama is when they actually starting to get recruited. Or they, it ain't that it's they didn't grow up Alabama fans. They didn't grow up immersed in the culture. They don't understand the pride and the mm -hmm. passion that goes with it, man. So until we get back to recruiting those kind of kids, man, we in trouble. Well, the, the way I see it is, and I've said this time and time again, and I'll get I let Steve get his say in just a second. I honestly feel like this generation, for the most part, views Alabama as a business transaction. It's a business transaction to obtain NIL. It's a business transaction to get endorsements. It's a business transaction to get to the NFL. Culture, they don't care about culture. And I read something today, and Corey Miller spoke about it. A lot of these kids don't give a damn about winning. They're just there to get that money. Not all of them, but some of them. And they're there to try to get to that NFL contract. So they're not hearing about winning, and they're not taking it as seriously as we are. I'm sorry. If, if you don't want to – you're not here to win, we don't need you. I'd rather have a two-star out in the middle of Mississippi than get a five-star anywhere, and I'd definitely like to get a, get a kid from a public school instead of recruiting these private school kids who are sheltered. Go ahead, Steve. Uh can I say this? Um, I just saw this question and I just want to address it. How many losses should we suffer before we replace Miro? Again, sir, if you were listening to the show, no offense to you, but it's not on Miro. It's the team. Mm -hmm. and, and that's mm -hmm. just what it is. So please, fans, stop making Miro the scapegoat so you can play, so Alabama can play the player you want to play. That you're not looking at the whole thing is all about favoritism and it's about all about who you want to play. Because trust me, sir, when I tell you, if Ty was in there, if if Daffy Duck was in there, he'll do the same thing or probably even worse than what Miro did because he doesn't have the offense blind. And that's just yeah. what it is. And it's I've never been so hurt watching Alabama football. This is yeah. the first time I've seen a team really just lay it down at home in the fourth quarter mm -hmm. it's like they just laid down like how did you let somebody come into your house and give up 21 points in the fourth quarter i remember when alabama didn't give up damn six seven points a game yep here's the thing here's the thing marvin here's the thing for the first time for the first time so this is monumental stuff for the first time in the Saban era you lose by 10 plus at home that's never happened before you can check the numbers it's facts for the first time ever under nick saban you go down by 10 and be the rest. let me ask a question going back to the Milrow thing and then i'll get this super chat if we can't trust tommy reese to call plays according to Jalen Milrow's skill set how much faith do we actually have in tommy reese calling plays according to ty simpson or ty buckner's skill set mm. And let me ask something else, too, guys. For all y'all who are ready to kick Jalen Milrow out, he's playing this game. He's still the starter. Coach Saban isn't going to just kick some dude out because he had a bad game. He's going to give him an opportunity to get up off the mat and overcome adversity. You know, Rocky Balboa said it's not how hard you hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Well, now we get to see what Milrow looks like moving forward. So all that chatter needs to stop. Got a quick, quick uh, super chat here from David. These boys are soft. They're not angry. They're on Instagram live dancing with their girlfriend. How are you angry and smiling? I'm tired of all this talking. These boys need to stop doing interviews. I agree. DQ, DQ we haven't heard from you in a minute. You know, I, I agree, care man. to speak on that? 
I agree. I agree, man. I think uh, – and we, and I guess a lot of guys, a lot of former players, a lot of fans, they think we, we bash these kids. We bash some former players, but we're not, bro. We're speaking from experience, you know what I mean? Um, social media is something that is a crutch today. It's a crutch, bro, and it's affecting a lot of kids and it's affecting a lot of people, bro, um, especially these kids that are athletes. They run the social media. They they care about what the people's opinions about them. They they want they want to they want to be glorified by social media, bro. But I'm telling you, that is a downfall for you. And I'm speaking from experience, bro. Once I got, because I don't have any social media, bro. This is the only thing that I have. YouTube is the only thing that I have, bro. Social media, bro. If you let that stuff go, I'm you can telling focus. you, you can focus, bro. You know what the problem focus, is, man. You know what the problem is. See, when we all played, we were drinking gin straight, tequila. <laughs> we were drinking, you know, cheap E&J. These boys are here drinking my ties and sex on the beach. Man, I'm let your nose drop. You are not. Hey, 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 you know something else, though? You know, you know what's really crazy, though? They are fighting back to the people who are telling them the right thing by doing this biggest thing the biggest weapon they can use that everybody uses now on social media and reggie you called it you probably called it for saying something we probably had we gonna catch it too it's called playing the victim they're playing mm. the victim so now when you call them out on their bs reg when you call them out on the bs dq when you call them out on the bs marvin when you call them out on the bs bow all four solidified bama dogs you the bad guy Cause they playing the victim because they don't want to hear it and the fans hear all this stuff man just leave them alone back up off of them no you being a weak bitch acting like that playing the victim step up to the challenge of these bama legends who have done what they were supposed to do to make us bama and create that standard that y'all must uphold the problem is you don't want to uphold the standard so instead of you holding yourselves accountable you play the victim and get everybody on what DQ said, social media on your side, so we can shut up. But ain't nobody shutting up because we because because they know the real Bama standard. See, but you know what it is though. Real quick, I see what somebody said. Times have changed. They have a lot more stuff to worry about. Bullshit. Oh, I see that too. I grew up I in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. There's still only five damn stoplights, a piggly wiggly, and the church's chicken. Ain't no pressure. <laughs> Do your damn job. It's football. It's catching, tackling, blocking. It's no damn different. What has changed about that in the last 20 years? Man, look at ain't ain't shit. Ain't none pressure. Y'all get no y'all getting money now. You try yep. getting 30, you try getting $35 for your scholarship check. And all yep. they want you to do is eat oh, at man. Hall. Oh, no come offense on, man. to Brown Hall. No offense to Brown Hall. I love Brown Hall. But <laughs> sure. then, I, I, I would love to take my ass up the street and go to Texas Roadhouse. But they ain't even got to call eight ride. They got their own damn cars. And, D- and DQ <laughs> used all his Bama cash. Reggie, you said <laughs> Reggie, you said you didn't like um Paul Brown. Um, no, I the, loved it. No, I'm saying I loved it. No offense, but like my scholarship check, my first year was thirty five dollars a month. Right. Because yeah, the rest, because the rest of the money would go to Brian all the feeders, which is understandable. Right. But. I would still like the choice to take my ass on down and take the road out. Right, right. I still, I still like to go to Archibald and get them wings they got. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, uh, the one over there by the movie theater. I love that one. Now that that was yeah. Drew. Yep, that, that Absolutely. 
We didn't Man. even get a check. Reggie, Reggie, well, you, you must you must know that we uh that you can get a steak and a chicken breast every day from Paul Brown Museum. Paul Brown Museum? I mean, not in the museum. Oh, We've been oh, down man. Oh. man, look here. Oh. Wait, wait a minute. Bo, 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 what year you coming? I ain't never had that. Huh? Bo, hey, but Bo, real Bo, quick. But what year you coming to Belmont? Right after you. With 2013, right? It got better before you got there, but you wouldn't get $35. I'll tell you what, Steve. These dudes do a little bit of something on the damn field, and they don't shut the hell up. Damn, I'm glad you guys are here. (laughs) But listen. You got to ring that thing. Ding, 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 ding. And the the funny thing is the guy I'm about to let talk next is doing it. (laughs) Bo, you had to step away for just a minute to take a very important phone call, but we uh, designated a segment for you. You hadn't been able to speak for quite some time because you had to be on that important phone call. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you for coming in hot. You think you put enough bass in that? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. DJ Justin <laughs> over there. But this is the coming in hot for Bo Scarborough. And why I call it coming in hot because of the offense. Now, like like y'all said before, these guys did a lot of talking in the offseason about we're gonna be the best, tough, and all this. We got the biggest, the tallest offensive line in the country. Why was why is the snap is so low to the ground? Like DQ said, when the ball snap and you got to look at the ground and you look up and somebody in your face, what you expect for him to do? You know what I mean? And 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 we started off the game in a and great run game. We were killing them in, in the run game. I I I don't know why we wanna uh, went away from it, but we 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 have great athletes on that team. And I hated that we went away from the run. And another thing is that these fans, Steve Brown, favorite player, they 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 was on his they were on his team when he played against Middle Tennessee. Then as soon as he threw an interception, they are oh, put Ty Simpson in the game. How why? Oh. Tom Brady threw an interception. He didn't get taken out of the game. Uh, everybody, Russell Wilson threw three interceptions, and he didn't. He threw three interceptions back to back. He never. He he wasn't taken out of the game. When you take these guys out of the game, like like fans don't understand. When you take a quarterback out of the game, you oh. basically that that quarterback lose his confidence right then. Yeah. And then you try to put him back in the game. Now he got to try to gain his confidence back all the way back from square one. He got to get back in him, 
back in his own. And, and, and Reggie, DQ, and Marvin, y'all got to know, when y'all see a, a a new quarterback come in the game oh. and it's third in his third quarter, y'all know y'all finna light his ass up. Y'all mm. know, and and, I, and if 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 I'm wrong, correct me. That's one of y'all favorite parts. And when a new quarterback come into the game, because y'all know y'all did damage to the first quarterback. But our yeah. quarterback had and he wasn't getting damaged to the point to where he had to get taken out of the game. This is a big this is a big game. Like everything is not gonna be easy. It's not like we're going out there playing Georgia Southern who also give us a run for our money. Georgia State who also give us a run for our money. But nothing be said about those games. But when it comes to Texas, Ole Miss, Auburn, Georgia, as soon as the guy made one mistake the fans want to take these guys out. And then uh, and then another thing, I'm just sick and tired of the fans keep bashing our players. Like, if you is a true Alabama fan, why is you bashing this guy? You should be saying, it's going to be all right. Go to the sideline, get your mind right. You know what I'm saying? Get that mistake out your head, and let's go. Finish it. Let's go to the next play. And, Reggie, what Coach Saban used to say at the end of practice, you only as good as your last Play, play, right. yep. and, yeah. and and I can sit up here and tell you everything that Coach Saban ever said in any speech that he ever gave to her because I paid attention. I was dialed in, and like Reggie, and and I'm and I keep saying Reggie because I played with Reggie. I mm-hmm. um I played against him in high school in basketball, and I already knew him. We already kind of had a relationship, but once I got there. Like Reggie said, he wasn't an outspoken guy. You know what I'm saying? He was very spoken. But when Reggie came and talked to you, he made everything better. He changed your mind. He 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 made you wanna like play. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man, that this what why why I'm getting amped up about that. You know what I'm saying? After you have a conversation with Reggie. And I remember doing fourth quarter. Everybody out there acting like they dying, so tired. I don't know if Reggie remember that day or not, but Reggie turned around and Reggie, he, and I think this was your third year, Reggie. I think this was his third year. And, and Reggie turned around to the whole team and said, Man, I'm tired too. My body hurt too. Y'all ain't the only ones that hurt. Um, you just got, y'all got to push through it. I was leaning on OJ. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that OJ tied, and once Reggie had said that, I stood straight up because I'm like, Reggie tied. I can be tired. If Reggie can still do it and tie, I can be tired and still do it. And that would and that motivate other players to, you know what I'm saying, keep going. Yeah. And like, and one more thing, just and I'm gonna let you ring the bell. Uh we used to be <laughs> <laughs> we, used to, we used to be running 110, so I got mm-hmm. six cell traits. So after every fourth one, they used to uh, take me out. So Ryan Anderson, he was like, man, you don't need to get taken out, man. Come on out here and run this shit. We all running it, you know what I'm saying? Even though I had six cell. So me and, me and, me and um, Ryan, we arguing running one tens. But we're running full speed arguing. And I'm supposed to be taking up my, my one my one real break 
But at the same time, I'm running with him. And we arguing and the whole time. And, 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 and I'm telling him, I'm like, you ain't going to beat me. They go around. He said, I ain't going to beat you. You you want, you want a sick of sale guy. You got to sit on the sideline. You soft. You can't come out here and run. So, yeah, but by the time I knew it. I, you didn't look. You didn't ran about 10 or 12. I done ran yeah. the whole. I'd have ran the whole sick team one team. <laughs> you know what I mean? All because a player motivated you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Put it in my head that I can do it. You know what I'm saying? But Man. it was against the medical rule with sick cell that you had to take a, a rep out of every four. But by me and Ryan Anderson getting in getting into that argument, it brought more energy to me to keep running. And then when yeah. we, he said, "How many we just did?" I said, "I don't know, but I'm about to go take my break." He said, "You ain't gotta take no break because you think it get all sick." That's what it Damn. is. Damn. Hey, well, I can tell you this: it's definitely time for coach to create some internal conflict and turmoil. Start playing the damn young guys, man. Listen, mm, what's the worst that could happen? I kid you not. When we won the SEC championship in '99, seven out of our eleven defensive starters were freshmen and sophomores. Hell, if you recruit the talent, you recruit them to play them. So play them. All right. Hey, I want to. I right. want to ask Bo this though. Can I kind of both something right quick? Yes, sir. Go right ahead, Reggie. All right. So this this is my senior year. And we was running one ten. You remember one day we we were bullshitting out there running. We were mm -hmm. bullshitting bad to the point like, got guys act like they can't run, act like they can't do this. Cocker fussing, everybody fussing, and it, and in my head, I said, man, cop, start this shit over. Mm hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. Motherfucking mm -hmm. looks, the motherfucking looks I got it from everybody. And me and Ryan talked about this the other day. He said, Man, fuck you, Reggie. Oh, <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, though, I feel like my guys respected me for doing that. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. And you then know, so, I don't even think, can I, I'm going to say, I'm trying to say one thing, Justin. Yes, sir. Make it quick, sir. We got to get to our final topic. I, I, I don't even think Reggie remember this day. We had just ran. Uh, we had won a national championship, so he was. So we had to run seventeen to win. You know, we do the seventeen one ten because we planning on winning the seventeenth national championship for the team. So we had got through running the seventeen um one ten. Then we over there getting water, and Reggie was like, "Oh hell no, nah. that shit wasn't good enough. We finna do two more car. It's overtime. We gotta be prepared for overtime." And everybody getting water, so you know we had the little thing that you you can you you you. Let's mm -hmm. <laughs> So when Reggie said that, everybody looked at Reggie. The water just pouring out. Ain't nobody um you know drinking the um water. Nathan, you know, you just hear everybody come on. Come on, let's do it then. Let's do this shit. Y'all wanna y'all wanna win that 17 nationals? Y'all wanna win that 17 championship? Then we're gonna then we're gonna make it right here. We're gonna be in the best shape than any team. And when nobody complaining, guess what? Everybody one of them did them two to four um one ten. 
because because everyone was dialed in the system. They believed in the program. They believed in what the leader was saying. Reggie, Reggie Ryan, um, 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 Jonathan Knapp, Ruben, uh, Dalvin Thomas. Everybody, they believed in those guys. They was real deal leader. But when they left, I was the real deal leader. That way they closed it up. But that's part of it, though. You know, if you see that there's a void in leadership, somebody has to step in and take that role. I had Mm -hmm. to do it early in my career. But you best hell well believe after a few practices, them dudes knew, oh, we can follow this damn dude because he going to walk what he fucking talk. And if you Mm -hmm. ain't doing that, then get your ass out of there. It ain't that nobody's critical of them. We just expect you to do the job right. that you committed to do when you signed right. that letter of damn intent. You signed right. to come to Alabama to kick ass and kill, not sit there and chill, eat, and cry after games. Ooh. Right. Oh, man. Great way to do that. Yeah. Now, like guys, let's kind of change gears a little bit. What positives can we take away? I know they're probably few and far between, but there were some positives. I'll start things out. Daquan, you'll go next since we hadn't heard from you for a while. Stephen and Smith, you will follow him. Bump it down to Reggie, then Steve, Bo, and Marvin close it out. I got to give a shout-out to the wide receivers. They are the most heavily criticized position group going into this season. Mm-hmm. Constant talk of drops. They, they weren't catching the ball. How are we recruiting guys are four and five stars. They can't catch the ball. Guys, they've been the most improved and most reliable position group these two games of the season. They were cooking DBs. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of times they didn't get seen. I, I get that. But if you watch the game within the game, nobody could stay with them. Kobe Price right. did his thing. Jermaine Burton, a guy that we Bye. all heavily criticized, Bye. has been the Bye. leader of that wide receiver room. He's been a difference maker yeah. in critical moments, too. He's not dropping yeah. balls. He's getting touchdowns and first downs, big gains. He's doing his thing. So that's my positive takeaway. DQ, what you got? Justin, I agree with you, bro. Um, I, I know uh, I think y'all had, a, y'all had a show going on, and I was in the comments, and I, I agree. Um, the receivers, I got to give them their flowers, bro. They were getting open, making blocks. I mean, they were catching the ball. They weren't dropping, especially Jermaine Burton, bro. He really showed up. He really showed up when he got the ball and then he got a chance. And Caleb Downs, bro, I know he had some you know, some times that, you know, the receiver got behind him, but I tell you mm-hmm. what, bro, that is a dog. I'm telling you, man, Two uh, a year from now, uh, two years from now, but y'all going to start hearing his name. I'm telling you, bro, he's going to be All-American. He a dog to me, dog. Um, I'll Demons. say this. I, 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 I have two. Number one, Malachi Moore is back. That yes. kid mm-hmm. is back. That kid mm-hmm. had three forced fumbles in the game. Uh, nobody could get on top of him, but Malachi was yelling. Malachi was screaming. Malachi was passionate. Malachi was in your face. That kid played his tail off. And then along with him, uh, you know, I, I got to give a shot to this guy right here. I know people talk about Will Riker, but James Burnham has come a long way. The punter James Burnham has come a long way. This dude used to average 30 yards a punt. Against Texas, the brother averaged 54 yards. I thought it was J.K. Scott out there at one point. Damn. He, had, he averaged 54 yards. Now, we ain't going to say all that now. 
JK was that dude, guys. JK was that dude, though. JK was that dude, though. JK's that dude, though. But I'm saying, you know, Burnup has made that improvement. Burnup has made that improvement. But the number one guy, Malachi Moore is back. That's the main thing. Kai's back. We appreciate it, Stephen M. Smith. Reggie. I was going to say the same thing about, um, about, um, the, you, you just said his name, DQ. I, I wear black. Uh, Caleb, 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 Caleb down. Yeah. Like you said, he, he got some growing pains he go through. But yep. I'm going to still give number three, my guy Arnold, his his props. He still had a mm-hmm. good game minus those few hiccups, yep. man. He's like once he just learned to use his hands a little bit better. Right. It's over with the cats because he was locking cats up as it is. Yep. But I'm going to say positive. Well, I'm uh, I'm challenging. I'm challenging these damn linebackers to lead that damn defense. Because, like, I know it's in them. You know what I'm saying? I, I went and watched them practice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's in them. So, the positive I see in that is they going to get the shit done from now on because everybody's on yep. their ass. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what I want to see. I want to see them guys go lead, man, and be great like we know they can be. And don't do no talking. And like, if this fuels y'all to go do Right. Steve Brown, you know, what you got? What positive you know, take away? Man, I would I would say at the end of that game, and I don't know if y'all noticed it, but I watched the game within the game. Did anybody notice that the only one who was screaming mad and going off after the game was Malachi Moore? He was the mm-hmm. only one showing, like, just going off, like, fuck, what? He was really going off during the game, like, I can't believe this is happening. He was, he was seen like he was the only one on the defensive side of the ball who was passionate. Caleb Downs, he, uh, like you said, he's going through gr- growing pains, but that dude is a certified dog. Another one who's a certified dog to mm-hmm. me uh, is Terion Arnold. You know why? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, because yeah. of his effort. He puts mm-hmm. more, I'm sorry, yeah. people be hollering Kool-Aid, yeah, you know. Kool-Aid. But personally, I believe when he get his technique right, he's gonna be much better than Kool Aid because he's a fighter and he and and he and he's going down fighting. Kool Aid is I don't know what Kool Aid doing, but I don't know if he's caught up in the image or whatever. But Kool Aid is not a fighter like that. Terion Arnold is a fighter. I want to see the offensive line uh, do better, and I want the fans to shut the hell up uh, about Jalen Miro and and let's let's look at the team as a whole. Not oh, only right. that, our fans, we got to learn how to. Um, be better people. You know, mm. during this Texas game is a it's it's a it's a, a viral video out right now with our fans, which we're already stereotyped as a racist state, uh, telling the Texas players to go back to the projects and calling them fags and all that. That's not what Bama's supposed to be about. Because think about mm. it, all you people who were saying all these racial slurs, remember this. 99.99922% of Alabama team is black. If they decide to get up and leave, you ain't going to have shit, okay? So roll tide with that. So chill out on the racial stuff. Be nice people. Be good people. And that's on both sides. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, and at the end of the day, guys, this is football. These are kids. And for our fans to go attacking other kids over a football game, shouting out racial slurs, we don't need you. And if you're a student there, shame on you. You shouldn't be there, to be honest with you. I think you should be kicked out of the university. That is not a representation of Alabama. And the fans in the chat, 
I want y'all to hear it. We don't represent that. And if you're a part of another fan base watching this right now, this is not what Alabama is as a whole. We do not endorse that, and we vote to move these people out of our fan base. We, I don't, I don't endorse that at all. Go ahead, Bo. Yeah, man, I would like, man. I'm, I'm sold on Justice Haynes, man. I, I, I really want that guy to get a chance. It, well, well, he ain't one, playing. He, he got a little injury. He need to be playing. He got a little. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he got, he got a little injury right now. I'm with you, Rich. Yeah. And, and and like like uh like I said uh two shows ago well yeah two shows ago if that guy didn't get hurt during camp he would have been fighting for that number one spot this this guy this, this guy came in knowing the playbook right out the bat one of the hardest working um guys on the team this guy low to the ground like um Justin Marvin Steve when we was at the game and we watching that guy run the ball, this D guy bouncing off of this guy like he is a brick wall. Like mm-hmm. it, it took four defensive linemen and a couple linebackers to even get him on the ground. And this, and this after, this after, um, one of his players, one of his linemen had missed a block, and he still managed to get two to three. On the offensive side of the ball, what the old what the, what the OC say is, if you can get us three to four yards, we are fine. He's that guy, huh? He's that guy, just the same. He's that guy. He's, He's that different. guy. Yes, he he really is that guy. And I would like to I would like to see that guy healthy. And once he get healthy, he gonna be he gonna be a hell of a bat for the University of Alabama. And and and. And this team here is this this is a young team also we got to think about that as well. This is a young team too, and these guys they 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 have to they have to learn the standard. And what I and and, and what I wish that these guys would do during their recruiting to find out the history of Alabama and the tradition of how it works at Alabama and the standard. And if it doesn't fit you then don't come to Alabama because if you go to a place and you, you some players commit to the team because of the national championship and where coaches over there. The the guy have to start looking at five years ahead. You got to think about it. a coach can be here today and be gone tomorrow. So you yeah. have to look at these type of things to see no matter who the coach is, this is where you want to be. And if you and and Alabama take their tradition very serious, like I said Saturday, we've been wearing the same thing since 1831. If you go look at other schools, their uniform has changed. We always wore black and white cleats, crimson and white, white mouthpiece or a crimson mouthpiece or no mouthpiece. We never had a guy to stand out from the team, and that's why guys that got dreads. We tie them up so everyone look the same. And if you and, and if you and if if you and if you take the number off of Derrick Heron and off of me, and we both lined up in the backfield, you want to know who is who. I hear. And, I hear. And last thing, Justin, fans, please.
please quit bashing our players. If you're a real Alabama fan, please, I'm begging y'all, please quit bashing our players. Y'all only downing them. Uplift these guys. That's all I, that's all for my segment, Justin. All right. Marvin, what positives do you take away? What do you want to see going forward before we get to predictions? Moving forward, they have an opportunity in front of them to to right this ship. Now, here's the thing about it. you got to understand something. The blueprint for beating Bama has been late. It's been late. Now, you better believe that Lane Kiffin is going to call Sarkeesian. They're going to share the game plan. So everything that Sark did, you're going to see Lane do a lot of it because, again, the blueprint has been late. You're going to see the same thing with Jimbo. All of these coaches all have worked together. They all want to beat Nick. That's what they want to do. So they're going to share these game plans. So if they don't start to take it personal and make those improvements, it's going to be a long season. Biggest area of improvement has to start with the D-line, then the linebackers. If you can't control that line of scrimmage and it's always second and short, you know the deep pass is coming after that. DB's on the island. We're not getting any pressure. You're setting yourself up for failure if you don't make these adjustments early on in the game. So it, it went on for so long Saturday. It was hard to even stomach it. So I'm just looking forward to seeing them correct the mistakes, fix up front, and because, again, everything that they see seen Saturday, they're going to see it for the rest of the season. Real quick, Dequan has to go. He has to tend to his wife and is uh, – well, he is out. We greatly appreciate him being on with us, especially after having his fifth child. All right, fellas, let's start to wrap things up. We're going to go around the room. I know South Florida isn't really that of a perennial powerhouse, but – we kind of want an idea of what to expect in this game, what you like to see. So I'll start with Reggie. If you would, give us a, a prediction and what you want to see in this game. Um, <clears throat> I want to see 35-10, man. And I just want these guys to get back up there and reestablish dominance, man, on the defensive side. Like, yeah, we played good against Middle Tennessee, and we had spurts where we played good, but – this is the time where you put it all together in the third game. And the reason I say that, because that's when I put it all together, my junior year against Florida was the third game of the season. And then it went on there and I just shot out of a cannon. Boom. So I want to see guys lead, man. All these guys doing that talking, go walk that walk then. You know what I'm saying? And I want to see guys stay behind Jalen, man, and just keep letting him ball out of the offensive line and D-line. Y'all got to control the interior. Once y'all do that, everything else will fall. Y'all got to get pressure on these quarterbacks, man. Come on now, work your move. By that third step, you need to be hitting them in this damn mouth as a pass rusher and get push on the inside. So I think this is the game, man. We all can get it back together, but they just got to start trusting one another. Yeah, absolutely. Drop a score. What you what you thinking? Man, four to five, zero. 45-0. Uh, I have I have a couple players that I think they're gonna stand out. I think Jace McCullough. You, you know I'm a big fan of Jace. I'm gonna always say mm-hmm. that be my uh he gonna be he gonna be my player every week. Jace McCullough gonna be my player every week. And um Malachi and um Dallas Turner. Love it. Marvin. I'm going to go 41-10 due to the fact of 
South Florida being able to have that film of what Sark did to put that defense in, in compromising positions because any smart coach is going to take that film from the previous week and he's going to figure out how to incorporate that with his players to make that, you know, kind of replicate that if he gets those same situations. So I'm going to go 41 10. I don't, I'm not picking any players. I just want to see improve. That's all I want. Just give me some damn improvement. Hey, can't ask for anything more. Got a super chat. Nate Bama, $5. We got talent. We need dogs. We need discipline and the hunger to win and refuse to lose. All right, guys, we're coming up on the closing segment. What I like to do is pass around the room for you to tell the folks where they can find you, what you got coming up next. Marvin, as always, we will start with you. Tell the folks about 40 plus strong, how they can get it and where they can find you on social media. Um, you can find me on Instagram, constant45. You'll also find the direct link to my Amazon book, Physical and Mental Fitness at 40 Plus. So if you're in your you know, 40s, 50s, late 30s, and you're looking for a resource that'll help you get back in shape, it's a great tool. It has three different six-week workout programs in there, one for beginners, one for intermediate, and one for people who've been doing it for a while. The book is designed so that you can write in it, design your own, uh, I mean, so you can track your progress along the way. And I promise you it works. Like, you, you, like, you, you, you see, <laughs> at 44 years old, still holding it in the road, baby. I promise you, it's the best $15 you ever spend. And that's also available on his OnlyFans. Check it out. <laughs> Steve Brown had to dip out, but I want to remind everybody check him out this Saturday night. The gates open at 7 p.m. at the Bama Theater, the CHS Homecoming Alumni Comedy Show. Go to his website. Um, well, go to, oh, <laughs> you can find mm -hmm. him on Facebook, all things Steve Brown, and you can also find him on Instagram at Comic Steve Brown for ticket info. All right, Bo, tell everybody what you got, where they can find you on social media, your clothing line, all that good stuff. Then we'll pass it to Reggie. Uh, yeah, you can find me on social media, uh, Bo Scarborough on all platforms. Uh, clothing line is uh, being. Uh, in the negotiation with the Paul Brown Museum to get sold in the Paul Brown Museum. Also, uh, closing line, we'll be up on the website of uh, the Bama Standard here coming soon. And also gonna have, uh, I'm gonna have an ad that gonna be popping up on uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook here uh, with my closing line sooner we get done with Michael one of the guys who made this show run. Um, and uh, also my USFL deal just got done. So I just signed a two year contract uh, tonight where well, they sent me the contract tonight. So I got a two year contract with them. Uh, Cameo is still uh, going. I uh, just got two videos this past uh, this past weekend, so I have to go and um, do those videos for those guys. And um, yeah, y'all will see us back at the Paul Brown Museum, um, Arkansas Week, and um, the shirts and the, the gear will be in the Paul Brown Museum before Arkansas. And um, we will be at the Paul Brown Museum during the Tennessee Week. And there's going to be special. Uh, well, they're going to be limited edition um, Tennessee shirts um, with my picture with the high five on it, with the name and number on, on the back. Justin, something that you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, that's about it right now. Awesome. Boy, Reggie. Reggie, you ain't hit it with that guy dog, did he? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's how I know my dog working, but she, I thought we were <laughs> Huh? No, I'm messing with you. No, he I'm said you thought what? I said you, you preaching like a preacher right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shout out to Crimson Tide Beast, five dollars. Love the show. Keep up the great work, Reggie. We greatly appreciate you jumping on tonight and speaking your mind. You're one of our favorite guests, man. If you would tell the the people watching right now how they can find you. Of course, you're not hard to find on social media right now. But if anybody's under a rock, tell them where they can find you. What you got coming up next? Man, uh, everything you can find me on is at Reggie Raglan, you know, and uh, right now I'm just rehabbing my shoulder, man, trying to get back right. And, um, you know, and uh, not this weekend coming up, but the following weekend, man, I turned 30 years old, so I'm a bum blimp. This is Dang. a blessing, man. Yeah, I become 30, man. So I'm just blessed, man, highly favored and just enjoying the moments I have with my people, man, because, like, you know, you never know when it's your last, so you gotta enjoy it. Absolutely, it up, absolutely. Brother. Give it up, cause I'm gonna tell you this time rolls, boy. I just turned 44 last week. I was like, where did the time go? <laughs> Man, Reggie, Kevin said you haven't been showing up for workouts. Yeah, cause I'm at home right now. Yeah. Damn. He'll get it together. But guys, that's gonna do it here for the Bama Standard. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Before you exit the building, hit that like and subscribe button. Drop a comment. If you're watching the replay, drop us some love in the comment section. Until next week, roll tide. Roll tide. Roll tide. Stay on. Stay on. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0.